Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Brittany, Olani, and Autumn, three spirited teenage girls living in a Texas military town, meet and befriend photographers and debut filmmakers Parker Hill and Isabel Bethencourt in a chance encounter one evening. During a road trip across America documenting snapshots of carefree adolescent summers, Hill and Bethencourt are inspired to film the trio, following them to bonfire parties, fast food outings, and bedroom hangouts where discussions around agency, opportunity, sex, and consent unfold with revealing candor. The film is called Cusp, and we're joined today by the co-directors of the film. That would be Parker Hill and Isabel Bethencourt. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Was there something that prompted you to embark on this journey across the United States? And what was it about these three women that caught your attention? Well, so Izzy and I, you know, we're both photographers. We met at NYU. Um, we were both, uh, I was in the film program and she, Izzy was like working on, um, in our circle of film school at the time. And um, this was like a couple years outside of school. And a friend of mine actually was producing a commercial and needed an RV returned from Montana to Texas in three days. And so she hired me as a PA and I got like a free flight and a per diem. And at that time I would do anything for those two things. <laughs> and uh, I invited Izzy and, you know, we kind of, we were just having fun photographing. We kind of wanted to like take pictures of, you know, American youth in the summer, whatever that means. And um, we kind of just like, we were on the lookout for that. And um, that was kind of like a source of inspiration, but our last night in town, we thought we were like done and we were like on our way to Austin, had to return the RV in the morning. It was like two in the morning and we pull up at a gas station and it's like a sleepy middle of nowhere type of place. And four girls in a pickup truck come like barreling in music is blasting. They're barefoot. They're like bouncing out of the cab. They have so much energy. Yeah. We got to talking. We asked to take their photo. We were like, hey, we're trying to, your guys are like a, a blast, you know? And we just got along really quickly and they ended up kind of like inviting us back to their friend's house that night because they were going to jump in the river in the pitch black. We just got to meet like a group of friends that were just so interesting and they had a lot to say about their lives and about this time in their life, you know, where you're old enough to, you're starting to figure out who you are, but you don't have all the freedom of being out on your own yet. And and well, how, um, how old were they when you met them? About approximately. Uh, the girls were like 15, 16, and uh, some of the guys were a little older. Well, Isabel, was there a moment as you're hanging out with them when you said, I think we've got something here? Did you did you turn to Parker and or was there is it was it a cumulative thing when you how did how did it strike you that first evening? Right. I mean, I think it came just a couple days later. What was happening is at the time I had really focused on documentary in college. And I was sort of exploring, uh, I think at the time I was trying, I was thinking about maybe doing podcasts or something. I had audio recording equipment with me because we would take photos of kids we met in random towns and then we would um, interview them if they were down. Obviously we asked, asked the permission first, everyone. So we were looking at the photographs that we took the night we met them. And we were listening to the interviews that we had recorded with them. And Parker had called me, it was, I think, either the 4th of July or the day after. And she was like, hey, like, these are really interesting. They're really cool. 
why don't we go back? And I was like, that sounds great. Let's go back. And so we messaged them. We had their numbers and we texted them and DM them on Instagram. And we're like, hey guys, like, you know, this is weird. I know, you know, we're photographers, but we're also filmmakers. Could we come down and just hang out and make a short documentary on what it's like to be a teen? And they were like, yeah, whatever. Like, let us know when you're in town. We were like, okay, but like, we're really coming. Like, <laughs> you know, is that, you know, is that really all right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Just like text us when you're here. And we were like, okay, great. Uh, we're on our way, you know? And a couple of days later we were back there. I don't think we had a, a specific idea for a project or a plot or themes or anything, but we knew we were really interested in them and we all got along really well and their energy. And, um, we went to figure it out. Yeah, we went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the, the opening question. Well, I often say this when I'm talking with documentary filmmakers, it's that sense of allowing yourself to believe that there's something there, yeah. whatever it is, that, that's, that instinct to follow something and how often I'm sure it pays off. In in this case, it did. First of all, um, Parker, it wasn't just the girls, the young women that you were going to be hanging out with, but their boyfriends, friends, family in terms of not only getting comfortable with those people, the sort of people around them, but also in terms of just allowed to shoot what you wanted and gaining kind of the access part of it. What well, was that a challenge or were they kind of in for it? Or how did the families play? I mean, the mom and dads, right? Yeah. I mean, every, um, every family I think was different, but on the whole, you know, this came together in such an organic way and we didn't know what we were after and so i think it was in some ways like the girls in the film and a lot of people we met are like our longest collaborators on what this turned out to be because they were there while we were figuring it out they were there you know we would ask them what it's like to be them and you know so much of this movie has been like sculpted from like responding to what they wanted to talk about and um, so it kind of just it happened so organically. And so I think, you know, early hanging out was us just filming a lot, like filming everything before we, you know, had, um, I would say, a more narrow focus. Like you said, like as a doc filmmaker, we were just like open and people people have a lot to say if you take the time to talk to them and ask them what's going on and what it's like to be them. And yeah, on the whole, everyone was really just open. Yeah, and Isabel, I'd imagine, and I did read a little bit in the the press notes that they felt comfortable talking to you because, for a lot of reasons, the fact that rarely are they asked for their opinion, rarely are they thought of as, as someone who could have a conversation about their view of life and where their expectations were. So that was worked to your advantage. And was there anything about that part of it that you know kind of, kind of struck you in terms of their eagerness to to talk to you? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, on the one hand, it's sort of a, a teenage thing where, you know, when I was a teenager, I would have died if, you know, all, all you want to do is kind of share your little uh, point of view on the world. But at the same time, it really did feel like these kids were having an experience that they spoke about really well. And I think um, it felt like people weren't asking them about it and they did want to speak about it, but didn't really they weren't going to start the conversation themselves. And so when we kind of opened that door, they really jumped through it in a way that I think opened all of our eyes, you know, collectively as it was happening. I want to remind our listeners, speaking with the co-directors of the documentary film called Cusp, Parker Hill and Isabel Bethencourt. Now, one of the things that really for me defines good documentary filmmaking is that 
you can take something that is relatable and what I call the micro, and that it becomes a, a window into a macro, a world that is beyond that. Well, these are simple, in some ways, simple life issues that these young women are dealing with. It also illuminates some other things as well, their life experiences. And one theme that seems to come up throughout their lives is sexual abuse, sexual impropriety, call it what you want, some very serious issues of trauma for young women, all too common experience. Either one of you want to take that question. Parker, you want to start with that one? Because that's a big one. It's sort of this idea of sexual violence mm-hmm. as, as kind of a constant in the lives of all three of these young women. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was um, something that surprised us the more that we got to know them and, and learned what they each had been through. In terms of the micro to the macro, we kind of say there's no way that we stopped at the one gas station in the one town that had four girls in a pickup truck that had been through something like this. It's, it's kind of guided so much of, of how this film got made is conversations with these girls. And, you know, our approach really was about trying to understand what it was like to be them. And as they all kind of um, shared their experiences with us, you know, it was very shocking and it was shocking the the nature of the way they talk about this, uh, you know, uh, sexual trauma or consent. You know, they're they're very matter of fact about it and they're very um there's just like a certainty to the tone of their voice, you know, in some ways it, it almost sounds cold if you don't take a second to realize that that comes from something being very normalized and, you know, uh, believing it to your core that this is, it's happening to you. It's happening to a lot of people. I mean, they even have phrases you know, there. Some of them are in the film of just like turns of phrases that just show how, um, how normalized it is. And, um, and that's something we really wanted to. Again, we're talking about this boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, you know, dynamic, which is troubling enough, but also a parent, a parental. Right. No, I think apathy, I mean, apathy about something that was happening to, to their daughter. Yeah. I think one of the things we wanted to highlight is that, uh, you know, young women growing up are dealing with lots of weights from lots of different sides. So it's not just that if you don't go to parties, you know, then this won't be an issue. Or if you don't ever date, it won't be an issue. It's like, no matter what you do, it's always around. So we wanted to show the many different sides of that for teenage girls and what they do tend to be dealing with kind of invisibly under the surface. And it does, it has a lot of different faces and a lot of different ways it can happen and then, yeah, affect you. It's really troubling. I mean, seriously troubling. And I don't know, you know, their economic situation seems to be lower class, middle, I don't exactly the economic description, but certainly they're living in trailers and there doesn't seem to be a lot of economic opportunity awaiting them kind of moving up this, the ladder of economic opportunity seems like a daunting challenge for them and for their families as well. But what kind of a spin, if any, does Texas put on all of this where they're from? Does it matter at all? Or does, does that, does that impact it? Lots of guns, lots of, there's kind of this undercurrent of violence and that's, me speaking, in my opinion, kind of a, a subtext of violence in Texas and in many other states. But again, if I'm overstating this, Parker, I mean, does that no, matter? Uh, yeah, I mean, you uh, hit the nail on the head in terms of their, I mean, they live in a, a military town. It's, it's near a, a base. And I think that in the vein of, you know, telling a hyper-specific story that then starts to feel very universal, um, I think where they live, you know, it's hard to 
I think there's so many factors that play. And I think it's Texas. I think it's uh, that it's a military town. I think that, you know, while some of those things show up differently in different places, like it doesn't mean that there's not violence in other places, obviously. I just think that something that we noticed, especially because, you know, we're uh, we're not from there. I'm I'm from New York and Izzy's from uh, just outside of L.A., and it struck us how I think some of the violence or aggression was like easier to see in the way they live. You know, like we've been at parties or heard stories of like some of these friends or guys or girls, too, like people will settle something with a fist fight like that. I just didn't I didn't grow up around that. And I think we were started to just become very aware of like what um, it was just kind of easier to see the, the way they choose to settle things, the way violence plays a role in their life. And. And I think it's, you know, uh, connected to the setting. A lot of people work with their hands, a lot of, it's like, it's inextricable, but there's no way that's uh, the only place where that's happening. And I agree. I just want to make that clear. It's not the reason that yeah, we're talking about violence and, and with, yeah. with these young women. It's, but it, it just, for me, just sort of, there's something about, there's something about Texas or the, that mentality that comes along with it. Well, I, I want to thank you. I um, just run out of time and I, once again, I want to remind our listeners that the film, the documentary film is called Cusp, terrific documentary film, coming of age film about these three young women and their lives and the people in their lives. And I hope they're doing well. They are. They and, are doing great. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic to hear. And I hope that somewhere down the line, if you revisit them, you'll come back and talk with us about it. The film is Cusp, and we've been joined today by the co-directors of the film, Parker Hill and Isabel Bethancourt, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank, thank you. you, Mike. It's great to be here. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.